everybody. I'm Bailey. And I'm Kat. And I'm a little bit sad today because this is our last day of the Daily Dose of Randomness. Darn. But I'm also a little happy because it's the last day of Daily hey, Dose of Randomness. So. We don't have to do this no more. <laughs> Adventure is out there. So we're going to go ahead and start with you for this last and special one. I should probably get a timer up of some form and shape, but we're just eh. going to roll with it. And yours are... The Pharmacy, Bread, and Veterinarians. Well, that's interesting. So, um, there lived once in the state of Texas a veterinarian, and his specialty was cows because he was in Texas. Right. So, Longhorns. Figures. Mm-hmm. So, one day, this farmer came into his office and said, Mr. Vet, sir, I have... A hundred cows, and yes, I know that's not very many, and we're in Texas, and it should be bigger than that, but I am just starting small because I'm just starting, so it's okay. Right. But I have a hundred cows, and half of them are sick. And the vet said, is this a math problem? And the farmer Uh said, no, this is not a math problem. This is a my cows are sick problem. Good googly moogly. We're going to keep going. I have no idea what that was. Ignoring that sound. So the vet said, well, let me take a look at them. So he went out to the ranch of the farmer or farm or whatever it was. And he looked at the cows and he found, he wasn't sure what was wrong with the cows for a while, but then he found in their feed troughs, these little breadcrumbs. And he took the breadcrumbs back to his lab to test them. And he found out that there was a stomach irritant for cows in the bread. Oh. So the farmer had been feeding his cows bread that he shouldn't have been. Lovely. So you would think that would solve the problem. The farmer would just stop feeding them the bread. Right. Well, that didn't really actually work. Well, that's that's a bad thing. Because, I mean, it worked for the 50 cows who were not sick. Right. But for the 50 cows who were sick, their their stomachs just kept staying irritated because cows have so many stomachs and it has to go through all of them. So the vet said, here's what I'll do. I'll prescribe a medicine for you, and you can pick it up at the pharmacy. Okay. And so that's what the vet did. The farmer went to the pharmacy. It's weird how similar those words are. And Mm. picked up the medicine and gave it to his cows, and it didn't really help them, but it did like the placebo effect thing where it made them think that they should be better, or else it made them think they didn't want to take any more medicine. Right. One or the other, and they got better eventually. And so the farmer was happy that his ranch didn't have to stop at 100 cows. Wow. I'm assuming that's the end? Yep. Awesome. It's a good story. The fact that you knew the term for the placebo effect. (laughs) I was like, what the heck are you talking about? All right, we're going to go on to mine, and I got... Army, ostriches, and rabbits. This is not going to Why do you have all the crazy animals all the time? Why do I get the animals all the time is the real question. I'm going to do it. Okay. Once upon a time, there was an ostrich. And the ostrich really wanted to be something different. He wanted to really find out what his purpose in life was. Now, the ostrich's name was Sam. 
Sam the Ostrich. And he was uh, born and raised in Africa, and he never quite knew what he needed to do. Now, knowing that his friends all had successful careers in digital media, wink, <laughs> wink, nudge, nudge, and also a little throw in theology. Yeah. Oops, why not? No particular reason. He really didn't know what to do. He tried going to college and didn't really like anything there, so he kind of dropped out and just started working at Wegmans. That that can be an interesting job. Yeah, he was just there, and since he didn't really have hands, he couldn't do a whole lot. Oh, that would be a problem. So they put him on the cash register, and he had to use his beak. <laughs> he also couldn't speak English, so every time a customer would walk in, they wouldn't really know what he's saying. Oh, They would my. just kind of throw money at him, and life would go on that way. I mean, there's worse ways to spend life than having people throw money at you. I mean, so. that's usually how you live your life, is have people throw money at you. <laughs> then he decided, maybe I should try and joining the army. And so he went to the sign-up desk, and they admitted him right away. No questions wow. asked. So he gets sent right to training uh, for boot camp. Now, his drill sergeant, however, was trying to avoid copyrights. Uh, <laughs> was... Why can't I think of a name? We're going to go with Bob. Okay. Bob was a I rabbit. Like now, you would see that normally rabbits are not ones to be specified to train ostriches, but this was a special animals division where they dealt in just dealing with bad guys. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. So in the special animals division, Bob the rabbit, the drill sergeant, was training Sam the ostrich to be an actual fighter, but once again... Sam doesn't have hands. Right. He can't hold a weapon. So they made That's him awkward. the weapon. <laughs> what he would do is every time he would see an enemy, he would just have to charge at a full speed and hope that the weight of his ostrich body would crush it. I mean, that's a fair guess. This went on for about four more years because obviously boot camp is your whole life in a sense. Right. And finally, they decided to send the animal division on a mission. They were sent out to kill the lion ambassador, Zabuma. Ooh, that is a cool name. Zabuma was a terrorist, however. So, cool <laughs> named bad guy. Why does it work that way? That's always how it works. Well, when they get there, they arrived, and Sam knew what his job was. You see, he found his target, Zabuma. And he just ran at him. <laughs> now picture this. It's a nature documentary where the ostrich is chasing the lion out of its territory. But at like That's... three times the speed. And the ostrich is actually hurling himself at the lion. Huh. That's a very bizarre mental picture. Well, see, Zabuma is being a lion. Just kind of bit him once. And there lies Sam. I'm dead on the ground. And Bob oh. the rabbit just kind of figured, well, I guess I need to get another ostrich. <laughs> the end. How callous of Bob. How callous of Bob. can't believe it. Gosh. <laughs> Rabbits. Your next one is... Shipping, Skull, and a Diamond. That's a really bizarre combination. Have fun. <laughs> okay. Well, um, once there was an oyster who lived at the bottom of the sea. His name... Under the sea. Yeah. <laughs> under the sea. Okay, that's good. <laughs> under the water, downwards water, under the sea. 
his name was Robert. Ooh. And he lived under, like, not under, like, a normal per- portion of the sea where it's kind of, like, quiet, but under this major, like, shipping zone. So ah. there's, like, always ships going across over top of him. Right. And sometimes they would, like, drop things on him. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, although he has a hard shell, so it kind of doesn't matter that much. So he got all kinds of weird things dropped on him. Like, he got a bicycle dropped on him once. Ow. But obviously the bicycle didn't do him much good. But that's okay. That's another story. What we're interested in is this one time there was a pirate ship sailing, like, over top of him. And the pirates had recently come from a battle where they kind of killed a couple people. Kind of. So they had corpses on their ship that they needed to get rid of. And what better place to do that than in the middle of the ocean? Right. So they started throwing them overboard, and one of them landed on top of Robert. Oh, no. Which, again, not a big deal because he's an uh, oyster, so he has kind of a hard shell. Right. But, you know, the years went by... And the water kind of washed away and deteriorated all the corpse until it was just a skeleton. Okay. And as it so happened, somehow Robert got a lot bigger over those years and well, yeah. swallowed the skull of the skeleton. Okay. And you know what oysters do with the little grains of sand that they swallow, right? Uh, yeah. They turn them into diamonds. Turn them into pearls, but okay, yeah. Pearls, whatever. <laughs> it's a diamond. It's a diamond for the sake of the story. Oops. <laughs> okay. Well, Robert was special, I guess, because he, he <laughs> just ingesting coal in the bottom of the ocean. Keep going. He turned the skull into a diamond. Really. The end. <laughs> Do you want to try and keep going from that? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what I thought. Uh, <laughs> Completely forgot that qu- oysters and clams make pearls, not diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to go for our very Good thing this is the last, one. <laughs> last one here. I got to do... Cactus, oh, Europe, and Ferry Boats. Well, at least two of them are in the same area. Yeah. I'm not referring to the cactus in your <laughs> Or even the ferry boat for the cactus. The cactus of the odd man out in this story. Once upon a time, in the great land of Great Britain, um, and in the regions beyond, because England is just a tiny bit of Europe that nobody actually really cares about. <laughs> but we got all those countries that extend all the way up until Asia that, I don't know geography, but if you do, fantastic, go you. There was a boat driver. By the name of, I want to say Smitty Ritter Manaman Jenkson, but I know that's, I'm not going to be able to remember that or spell it. So we're going to go with Raj. Ah. Yes. (laughs) Raj, the ferry boat driver. Was he doesn't really sound like he's from Europe. Is um, he like from far away somewhere? He was from a far away place. Where the caravan camels roam. Ah. Just okay. made a reference and you probably didn't even get it. We're going to nope, move past that. Totally didn't. <laughs> it's a lie. Um, he was the driver of this ferry boat. 
And he really just wanted to go back home sometimes, but he really couldn't because of family and financial issues. And there's also a war going on in his home country. So Mm. he kind of couldn't be there. So he decided what he would do with it is he would make home away from home. Mm. That being said, he didn't really know where to begin. The only thing he could remember was a faint memory from his childhood. See, him and his dad were caravan drivers, and they would ride the camels, and they would bring it from one village to the next. Right. Well, they would always be passing by fields of cactuses. That makes sense. Right. Well, there was this one adventure that he went on with his dad where they were attacked by pirates. Not like your sea pirates that find clams and oysters at the bottom of the (laughs) ocean that can somehow make diamonds, but like your, your land pirates that like... Just destroy everything and steal everything in sight. Oh, so sort of like the not even remotely cool pirates. Correct. The the, the annoying ones. Mm-hmm. They decided that they really, 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 really wanted the stuff that they had transported, and weren't quite sure how to go about it. So they they attacked them. Well, Raj and his father, Mister Raj, <laughs> makes sense. Also, were trying to figure out what to do. So they hopped off the camels, give them a little hey and then they <laughs> went running off in the same direction that they were supposed to be going. While Raj and Mr. Raj hid behind a cactus. That's they, a prickly hiding spot. Mm, see what you did there? It's a prickly situation. Uh, they, what they did is Mr. Raj did on the bottom, and he would put his son, Raj, on his shoulders. And Raj made the arms <laughs> of the cactus. And I suddenly just realized that they don't have these types of cactuses in... Any form of West or Eastern country, but we're going to go with you it. You know what? If oysters can make diamonds, we can cacti have, can go there. We can have people-shaped cactus. <laughs> so he wanted to make this home away from home on his ferry boat in England, located in Europe, that he didn't know what to do. So he started with sand. That's... And then he remembered the cactus story. Mm-hmm. So he... He got a little, like, one of those dancing cactuses to sit in front of his little pilot. So that way, every time he would drive, he would just look at it, and if it was a sunny day, it would start dancing. And he would immediately Aww. think to his father, who passed a long time ago. Actually, it was five minutes after they uh, ran away from the pirates. See, he died of dehydration. Ooh. So that's kind of why he was a little hesitant in getting the cactus at first, and that's why he got the sand. His mother's all right, though. That's good. Except she lives in a war-torn country, but aside oh, yeah. from that. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Well, cool. This has been... Daily Dose of Randomness. Hopefully you all enjoyed all six parts of this. I know we did. Yeah. This is an assignment. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. <laughs> but, you know, we kind of had fun with it, so... It's all good, right? Life goes on. Life is an enigma. Life's rough, then you die. That got more real fast. <laughs> Hopefully you all have a great day. Have a great rest of your life. Be blessed. Be safe. Be random.